0: lifelong health seeker, and I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 79 of Confidence From Within podcast, and as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman, and today we're going to talk about facing our fears and I have a I would say a pretty deep relationship with fear. Um, it is probably one of the primary emotions that I spent many many years actually over a decade dealing with and learning strategies around very likely from growing up in a fairly dangerous country like Brazil. you know as a child back home we had a lot more fears of survival that I do now living in Canada in a much safer community and neighborhood. But fear is one of those things that, you know, it finds its way out one way or another. So for me, what has happened is that the types of fears I was afraid of basically shifted to different ones now that I'm not afraid for my safety any longer. But they were still there. They were still a thing. And I like to think of them as this big, big, that pushes you against your goals, pushes you away from your dreams and the things that you want to accomplish in your life. So let's just say, if you have even things like fear of dieting or failing at dieting, or you're really afraid of you know, setting big goals, even if it's like a wage goal and not being able to reach it, right? Uh, Some women are very afraid of being seen. That's part of my story as well, but this is a topic for another day, but really afraid of being seen and, you know, putting self out there and others looking at you and potentially judging you, right? Whatever type of fear you have, it could be more specific or something more abstract. This episode is for you. And I decided to record this because, as I said, like it's something that I fear and managing and releasing fears. is something that I've invested a lot of time and attention for over a decade now, about, five, uh, about 17 years now, uh, specifically. And I know to be true that so many women are unequipped to face fears. And I think that's true for many emotions, but fear being such a I would say more extreme type of you know emotion for some, the first thing we do is try to either escape it or push it away, right? So for example, I'll give you some examples here. But you know, in some cases, like if it is something that you sort of resonate with Losing weight or releasing excess weight. You know, some women want that as a goal, but they are very afraid of potentially receiving unwanted attention, right? Maybe that is something that happened long, long ago. And in your mind that just built to be, okay, this is the consequence if I feel sexy and confident in my own skin. Therefore, we self-sabotage. Let's just say that you are someone that wants, again, to release weight, but you're really afraid of, being like that one friend that's on a diet or not being fun anymore, then people are not going to want to hang out with you and spend time together. And you're going to be the person that everybody has to, you know, cater to and change whatever meals and plans because of you. Like that was one of my fears for a while, you know, very legitimate fear, which again may self-sabotage your progress or another one that I see common is when women are afraid of not feeling like they belong in their families, right? So if your family, you know, lives on dairy, carbs, bread, sugar, <laughs> all the things, and you're doing a cleaner eating program, you're exercising, your body is changing visually, they can see you're different, your interests will change as well, right? The things you want to talk about. And for some women, they feel, Oh my gosh, like my family doesn't know who I am anymore. And then they self sabotage. And I'm just giving you examples of things that I see more commonly in my practice, but maybe yours is something totally else. Like whatever that is for you, there's usually one big underlying fear that is preventing you from getting, you know, into something that you want to do or staying on track and getting results. So this is very much why (laughs) I decided to make this episode for you if you find yourself in that type of situation. So we're gonna untangle first of all what's going on and then I'm gonna give you my actual process that I've been perfecting and evolving for like I said, about 17 years now of how I go about dealing with my fears. And mind you, this is something that has really evolved over time. I've learned different strategies, I've combined things. So this is not just something I woke up one day and I knew how to do, right? So if some of this sounds a bit new to you, just go with it, take some good notes and practice. That's the very important part of this whole thing. Okay. So the first thing that I want to say is that like, how do you know, Right? That you are in a fearful stage. Because sometimes we may not even know, like if the emotions are still very tangled and convoluted. And some of the, you know, I would say quotations like (laughs) triggers for me that tells me one is if I have a lot of mind chatter. So, you know, like even if you're sitting down and trying to relax or in bed, even especially late at night when you're trying to sleep and your mind is just racing thoughts and running through all those different things and you just feel like, oh, you can't shut it down or shut it off. There's something running on the background that is an indicator that there's something there to be looked at, understood and released. Another common one that I see is very much like what we were saying before in terms of you just kind of, you know, wanting something, but having this counter pull. So a lot of the self-sabotage, right? That is like, why can't I just stick to it? I like consistency. I like willpower. No, that's not true. <laughs> Those are not the things we lack. Those are very much, you know, the consequences or something bigger. So there's something we're trying to avoid. And the question is, what is it? Like, what are we actually afraid of? Which rarely is the initial thing that how it presents itself. There's something deeper going on. The self-sabotaging is just how we are trying to avoid that fear coming reality right so what is that that you're trying to avoid so much Another clue that I have that I see myself and others is when I start feeling guilty for, say, not being happy all the time, you know, not being positive all the time. And, you know, the positivity movement out there made us believe that, you know, that should be the goal. Like, oh, if you're having negative thoughts, you know, move on from them. And all this does is push down emotions that are not properly processed, that are not properly digested, and it's not very helpful. I don't believe, 100%, don't believe that being happy all the time, positive all the time is the goal. I think it's really the middle ground in which we can see every situation with both sides of the coin, with eyes of gratitude and acceptance for what is rather than happy, happy, happy. Because then every time we feel sad or unsatisfied or tired or cranky, we just basically go into guilt mode. Which is not necessarily better than feeling happy or sad. So really it's important to see if you find yourself in those, you know, guilty sort of modes and blaming self for things, for not being able to do it all (laughs) uh, that you may think you have to those type of duty wars that come out. I should, I have to, I ought to. There's something deeper going on and it is something worth exploring. And the final one that I, you know, see very commonly is mood swings. You know, yes, there's a component to feeling more anxiety as we age, you know, as progesterone declines and mood swings is just like a a symptom that I guess is accepted that that just happens, (laughs) you know, as it transition towards menopause. But I wanted to think of it as, you know, this irritability, this moodiness, this crankiness. There's something going on and your body and your mind are basically telling you something is not in full alignment here, because the moment that you transcend whatever the fear is, and you see it for what it is, you process it, you release it, and you get to the other side, you are able to tap into deeper and deeper levels of contentment and inner peace, which in a way is the antidote to the moodiness and the mood swings. And a lot of it can be done through inner work, which we're going to talk about strategies later on. So I just wanted to give you some examples of when and how fear can process. Like you don't have to be frightened <laughs> to have a fearful limiting belief running on the background, right? So I just wanted to give you different forms that I see it expressed in our daily lives so that you can at least identify them. Okay. And For most women, you know, that come to me, and maybe that is true for you as well, we kind of know what to do to get healthy, right? Like the list is endless, like meditate each day, sleep eight to 10 hours a day, drink tons of water, exercise, eat clean, (laughs) Ah, don't judge, and oh my gosh, it goes on and on. But for some reason, for most women, we just can't stick to it, Right? And there's many reasons for that, which is, you know, um, the conversation for another time. But I want to tell you is that you're not lacking willpower. You're not just lacking consistency. There is an inner pull, a counterforce to what you're trying to accomplish, because deep down in your subconscious mind, whatever the goal represents, we are afraid of it. Okay, there's something there that we perceive that there are going to be more drawbacks than benefits if you were actually to get consistent and do the thing. Because consistency, procrastination, motivation, we think they're external to us, but they're all representations of how we feel inside. If you're inspired, if you can see why you're doing what you're doing, you don't have to worry about consistency and motivation. You won't lack it. But if you're always feeling like you're climbing this mountain and struggling to get to the next level or make this new habit part of your reality and your lifestyle, if it feels there's something pushing you in the other direction, I guarantee you there's going to be a fear or many (laughs) hiding in there, keeping you from the promised land. Because here's the thing most of us are actually afraid of feeling our feelings. We're very afraid to feel them because sometimes, you know, we have this perception that we may not know how to handle them. We may not know who we actually are. And all those feelings are so deep, that they pull you against the goals, like, you know, I just mentioned. So if you experience self-sabotage or if you experience like a motivation, not just in weight loss, but any area of life, say your relationships, your career, you know, even money, management, building wealth, all those areas, there's something to be uncovered. And I'll share my process for it, okay? Now, one other thing that I wanted to say just briefly before we go into the process, you know, as you are identifying what that is for you, you know, you may start surface level and that is totally okay because a lot of that information is not actually stored in your conscious mind. You're going to have to learn to pull it out a little bit. And for some people, that process takes some time, even if you're brand new to it. So if this is something that you feel, Make sense, and it resonates with you, and you want help getting there. One of the main crucial pillars of my work is mindset. It's actually going deeper and teaching you tools and strategies to get that information out, <laughs> so that you can actually, you know, make big transformations and changes. Which has nothing to do with the food you eat and calories. That is also important, but that is you know part of the process. But the mindset piece having a solid mindset strategy cannot be missed and i think is the biggest missing piece in the weight loss industry and the reason why so many women are not able to maintain progress because we're making you know changes and things that are not sustainable right so that is the one thing so if this is something that's interesting to you i welcome you to apply for a call either with myself or someone in my team all you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash apply. And this is a completely complimentary session where we're gonna listen to you and really help you uncover what is the first big abdominal that is actually preventing your release of excess weight. And then if we're the right fit for you, we can share how you can work with us. And if not, we will just, you know, share a resource or something to help further your journey. Okay. So I really recommend that you book a call so we can go deeper into this as it is related to your specific situation. But Now, let's look at the process of how I myself work on releasing my fears. So this is a five-step process. And like I said, if you're brand new to this type of mindset work, you may start a little bit more, you know, surface level and that's okay. Okay. So I don't want you to feel you have to jump into the deep end right away because, you know, you may need to sort of, you know, build that muscle in order to be able to get deeper and deeper, but it will with time get easier and deeper as you go. So the very first step for me is mind mapping. And if you're more like a journaling person, that's totally fine. But I see things through pictures and arrows and bubbles and, (laughs) you know, words very much in a visual sense. So I mind map as much as I can. Okay. And I draw little things and it just kind of, that's how it comes out of my brain. But either mind mapping or journaling, the important thing here is, Doing it by writing by hand, which, yes, it is a skill that cannot be lost, should not be lost, uh, more than typing, because we really want to get stuff out of the subconscious. And as I start writing, sometimes my my hand writes faster than I can think. It's incredible. And it is not something that I believe I would have necessarily gotten to if I was typing. Or if you're somebody that prefers speaking, you can also use one of those voice recording apps and just speak it out like it may be some better way for you. But either way, getting that out and really mapping what are you feeling. You don't have to label the fear, know what it's called. Just start writing down all the things that you're feeling that's coming up, that you're afraid of, that you're worried about and write it, write it, write it and do not edit. This is not something to be shared with anybody but yourself. So go all out (laughs) and really write it and put it in the paper. That's my first step. My second step, and I use specifically a very bright yellow highlighter for this, but you can use whatever color you want. I reread after I write all my crazy notes and my mapping, everything. And I highlight every term or word or sentence that really stands out. And some of them are things I didn't even necessarily consciously knew was related to how I'm feeling or this fear I'm trying to release, or even that I felt this way. It's pretty incredible. It's very magical in a way. So I go around and I highlight all those things that stands out as a clear limiting belief. I want to release something I didn't know or something that's important that I know, you know what, this is important to the big picture here the third step. Once it's all highlighted, now I look to basically group it into what are really the overarching, you know, themes in here. Like, is it one? Is it two? Is it three? Like, what is this real, what is the biggest domino that if I were to work on releasing it, a lot of the other pieces will fall into place, right? So I start looking for, oh, those are the two or three themes of my fears. And really, you know, think what does it mean? Like, what am I afraid of? Am I afraid of rejection? Am I afraid of not being loved? Am I afraid of being seen? Am I afraid of not feeling powerful? Am I afraid of feeling lonely? Like, what does it actually mean? Like, what are you actually afraid of? Right? Because it's often not the first thing you wrote down, but it's what it means to you. That is where the Magic really happens. Okay. And as you decide, you start to discern and you group them and you find, Oh, this is the biggest domino. Oh, this is what it means to me. That is when most people stop because that's when we feel really afraid because we actually now are looking fear in the face, like, wow, this is exactly what I'm afraid of. Right. And for some people, that can feel too big or hard to handle, but I encourage you to go a step further and really lean into it, and the more you lean into it, the more you actually allow yourself to feel it for that moment, and breathe, and breathe, and feel it, and contemplate, wow, that's what this feels like, embody that intellectual fear in our bodies, and feel where in your body, like for me, like my gut shakes, and I get really tense, and really constricted, but as you keep breathing and you keep relaxing to it and relaxed into it, you know, all the stories that your mind were telling you about this fear that, believe it or not, are not true. <laughs> They're just stories and thoughts that we constructed based on previous evidence, right, that we're making into reality. You know, your body is just like holding on to all those stories that are not true. And as you lean into them and you breathe and you breathe, then you start to release because once your body knows that, oh, it is not unsafe to feel it because you're intentionally feeling it, it starts to actually allow you to, as opposed to trying to protect you from it, if that makes sense. And then the last step is actually releasing it. In the release process, there's so many different techniques out there, but I'll share you the two that I use myself. So once I'm clear what the feeling is, fear is, and I feel it in my body, even if I'm not 100% certain that is the biggest domino, it's whatever feels like the biggest domino at that time. Because fear will come in many layers. So that's what it's that If you're starting with an outer layer and that's all you can do for now, that's perfectly fine. Just work on that layer. And then another layer will present itself later. That's part of the magic, okay? But once I have the layer I'm working on, and I want to release it, one of the things I practice myself is the practice of self-identity, Honoponopono. And if you're completely new to it, that is okay. But it's basically, there's a lot of meaning, why. But basically what I do is that I think of the feeling or the fear that I want to release. And I repeat the Honoponopono mantra of, I am sorry, please forgive me, thank you. I love you. And I keep thinking of that fear and I keep repeating those words as a way to dissolve and to release and to, you know, elevate past that fear. If you're not somebody familiar with Honoponopono, it doesn't speak to you for some reason. Another technique that's a little bit more intellectual, (laughs) some people prefer, is basically negotiating with your mind. And there's a couple of ways that I do that. And sometimes I do go in this direction. And I start listing all the benefits of the exact thing I fear coming true. So, for example, say that you are afraid of losing your job. Let's just go outside of weight loss for a second. I list all of the ways that losing the job is of my, is of benefit to me. And you're talking 20, 30, Fifth, if you can, think how is it benefiting you from your relationship, from your mental health, from your family, from your community, from your career development, even from the money standpoint, because potentially something that you're holding on to for dear life that you're afraid of losing is actually preventing you from something bigger and better that's about to come, right? So by listing all the ways that if that fear were to become a reality, uh, what it will look like, we start to really neutralize that fear. And calm the mind, because if the mind is afraid, it can see more drawbacks than benefits. But if we start to stack up those benefits, you start to bring that back into neutrality, okay? Which is essentially the place we want to get to as we're negotiating with that fear so it can be released. Because you only hold on to the fear because your mind thinks it's protecting you. But if you no longer see the need for protection, it can be released, and the last way that I negotiate with my mind, which is also something that you can do um, often, is by writing down all the ways that that fear is not true. So instead of the benefits of it coming true, you can write down all the ways that it is not true, that that fear of losing a job is not valid because, and then you list that you are intelligent, that you are a great contributor to the team, that you have innovative ideas, that you show up and you're reliable and all those different ways, right? In this losing job example again. So the three ways just to summarize... If you are somebody interested or open to Honoponopono, repeating the mantra, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you, I love you. As you're cleaning that fear out, just by thinking of the fear, repeating the mantra, and you can do that throughout the day, on specific times of day, your choice. And the second way is to negotiate with your mind, either, you can do both, but either by listing and stacking up all the benefits of if that fear was to come true, and, or on the other hand, you can actually write down and map out all the ways that that fear is actually not true because a lot of the things we're afraid of are basically constructs of our thoughts and, you know, based on expectations of something that may not even happen. Okay. So those are the ways, but the most important thing to know here is that this fear that may be just like running, you know, the show behind the scenes is, is what's preventing you from getting to the goals you want. And if it's weight loss and consistency and staying on a diet and a plan, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, yes, you can, yes, you're capable, but the mindset component cannot be overlooked because it is in most cases what prevents people from getting results and keeping it long-term. Okay. Your mind is so powerful. So let's find a way to harness its power and work with it. And like I said, if you want help with this and all the work I do mindset-wise is very applied, very specific to the weight loss journey. And I'll be more than happy to chat with you about it, me or my team, and, and share and uncover what is holding you back and how we can help you. And if that is something you're interested in, just go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash apply. we will be more than thrilled to speak with you. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.